I want to thank everyone for coming, for joining us, and for actually making this a spiritual community by your participation. And thank you also for your efforts to support us in so many different ways, including financially. Some of you are doing that quite a bit because you can. Some aren't doing it as much because we can't. Very simple. So thank you. Please continue to help us if you can. No location. This is a difficult, easy to say, no location. Difficult to describe what that is in terms of consciousness or perception. This is here and now it's over here. Or this is the, or I'm over here, you're over there. This is a, this is a incredible illusion. And there's also uh, different ways of looking at location. Like if I just say, uh, do you remember your 18th birthday? Everyone here can go to something around that. It might not be a, a some kind of specific memory that's really strong, but something in that area. That's a location. But is it real? I mean, does it have any, can you hold on to it? Can you push it away? Can you change it? There's that location. Then there's the location that is the most convincing, uh, but starts to soften up and lose its uh, uh, perimeter or parameters when you go from the sense of seeing to the sense of hearing to the sense of smell, sense of taste, sense of touch, sense of thinking, sense of feeling, sense, 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 sensing, sensing something, seeing something, smelling something, tasting something, all give us the feeling that something is over there, over there, that it's different, different kinds of location, location and time and illusion, location and space, also an illusion. You might not realize that until the body-mind collapses and in what is called death, and you notice that who you are hasn't gone anywhere. You're still there with the same bullshit story that you have when you had a body, except even that starts to come apart. Or maybe you didn't have a bullshit story. Maybe you saw your true nature before you passed. I hope you do. If you do, then nothing will occur when the body drops away. There will be an occurrence, but it won't be something. <clears throat> Contemplate that. Contemplate no location rather than have me expound on this in some way. Like, uh, I'm just thinking of all the different teachers down through the centuries that have talked about this. It's basically called uh, empty of other. There's empty of self. And empty of other. And the approach we take here, if I have anything to say about it, is to see that everything is empty of something else. But whatever you see that looks like it's over there, it's empty of that. That's not exactly the truth. So what is the truth? Find out. You find out yourself. Sit down, hold still, and look at the way you grasp, reject, and shut down. Just observe that. Don't correct that. But observe that so that that begins to lose its energy of pushing aggression, lose its energy of grasping or pulling or explaining or justifying or blaming. There's a big one. Anytime you have anything that arises in your mind stream and you think someone caused it, this is an illusion. And it is empty of that. And it's empty of the otherness. 
So that therefore there isn't anything else being trapped in this illusion that we are deluded by because we think it's it's actually real, it's actually happening, things are actually actually occurring. I'm looking around and that's an occurrence. So this is is there. It's just that it's here it comes. Unreal. It's unreal. This is unreal. Believe me, consider it. Use your own sense fields to perceive without adding anything to it. Perceive what appears to be something else, something other, a sound. Excuse me. There's a sound, me sniffing. We, we immediately, without any thought particularly, interpret that, locate that in the illusion as if, as if it was something that was actually occurring. But you can't find that. That's gone. That's sniffing. There was no sniffing. And to go even further, there was no one sniffing. <clears throat> it has to be seen. You have to see it. You have to hear it. You have to perceive it without the commentary of the thought process that is protecting that part of the consciousness we call the seventh consciousness or the paranoid klesha mind, the mind of passion, aggression, ignorance, hope, and fear, right and wrong, pride and envy, that part of the mind that sucks up into somebody and protects that somebody from them, or from that guy, or from what they said. How dare they say that to me? We got all huffy about it. Or not, maybe you're one of those People who goes the other way and say, yeah, they're right. I suck. I'm a terrible person. I'm never going to get anything right. <clears throat> Ivan, did you just kiss Sharon? Did you? <laughs> little break in the continuity there. <laughs> now she just ran away. I will teach you. So let's have some questions about this. Let's do this together. A little bit of talking is good. What, 10 minutes? Come ahead. Servo bowing. Um, the talk title reminds me of the third tenant, and you, you have at the end with and without location. Yes. What's the with location? That's the illusion. So that's the illusion we're deluded by. So it's the location. Or that, and so to say with and without, without means that you see both of them at the same time. You see they're not separate. The so we're we're not deluded by it anymore because we see that it is an illusion that manifests. It's something that shows up that looks like other, but it's unreal. So it gets to it gets to do whatever it wants. You will be a lot less offended by others and what they say or think or act like around you if you see that they're operating out of a belief in what is happening to them. They believe their thoughts, their emotions, their opinions, their ideas, and that's unreal. It's not, not that, that not that that unreality is like, you know, it's like incense smoke as it goes away and starts to disappear into the atmosphere. It's like it's unreal. You know, it started out as being a little line of smoke 
Whereas this, as I sometimes bang on the tabletop, this is the this is the illusion you need to deal with because this is the convincing one. Go right with right to the granite. What do they say sometimes? Uh, this is that is not carved in granite. Don't you say that? Never said that before. Well, start. Sure thing. You're welcome. More? Yeah, thank you. Questions, please. Questions on Zoom? Thirty-six windows open, so there might must be a few people out there. Jen Bowen. Go ahead, Jen. What is it to go right to the granite? Bowen. Just receive whatever it is. Go right to that. Go right whatever's showing up. That's it. Nothing. And there's no any thought patterns that start to take you away from that into an interpretation of that. It's the very nature of samsara. The very nature of delusion is to spin, is to identify with the illusion of spinning and, and get on that train right out of town, out of the out of out of the reality of just this. Justice. It's, it's an, an astonishing uh, and, and it's astonishing illusion that will be around. Even if you see right through it, it still hangs around and pokes fun at you, or tries to seduce you into buying into this or that. Don't believe your thoughts, emotions. Don't disbelieve them, and don't ignore them. Just receive. Incredible description of generosity is just receive this astonishing world. That you have been given just by being born a human, precious human birth. Free. You're free to come to a meeting like this, as I've said hundreds of times, and you're well favored in that you are open enough in your mind to actually consider what is being said here. Consider it. Not, I am not asking you to believe anything. Don't believe anything. Don't disbelieve. Don't believe. Don't look away. It's a direct perception. It's so direct, there's no, the thought is, is back on the shelf, or it's out in the wings, or it's up on the roof. But the direct perception is just that you just see it. And when you just see what this is, you don't see something else. It's empty of other. Literally, literally empty of other. Don't believe me. I don't want you to just do that. And from the looks on your faces, faces you're not believing me. But you may not be disbelieving me either. You may actually be considering that so that so that however whatever shape that takes in your in your brain pan will find a home. Will it find a home? Probably not. But it's not about the success story. It's about the intention. If it's a success story, then we're right back to the, to the mundane path of walking across the ground and kicking stones. Flying a kite, building a windmill, doing stuff, succeeding at things, having other people applaud. Yeah, you did a good job on that. But no one is going to say, you did a good job on attaining enlightenment. Because it is not an attainment. It is not an accomplishment. It's already the case, and you just stop covering it up. Interested? Hang around, and I'll continue to badger you until you see it. I can't do it for you. Some people don't like this badgering, so they run away. Should they? Probably. 
Oh, we should. Yes. What is the function of a parent location if it's unreal? To continue the, the delusion that we live in. That's how you, your robes got sewn. That's how you eat. It's an illusion. This is an illusion. And the function is to function in the illusion as if. This is solid. That's not solid. Coming and going. You, you appear. You have thoughts and feelings and emotions. You believe them. You disbelieve them. You deal with them in this way and then that and in that way. And being on the path, you are endeavoring. You're listening to these teachings, listening to this teacher to not do anything with anything but receive it, smell it, taste it, touch it, feel it, hear it, see it. Just receive. If you do anything with that, you you join into that circularity we call samsara. Sometimes uh, the person who has realized this is called it's called a Ancient times, I don't remember the quote exactly, but it's a true man, true person of no status. It's a true a person who's just present, but has no status, has no rank, has no other than there's eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, mind that are on receive. The eyes do not produce sights. The nose does not produce smells or fragrances. They receive. Every, all these senses, including the mind, receives. The mind does not produce thoughts. If you think it does, then you'll spin. And you'll chase your tail, biting it, thinking it's someone, something else. More? Why do we need location? To, to continue the, the delusion that we're somebody getting somewhere or leaving that place. I'm not going to stay there anymore because of this, this, and this. I'm going over here. So we, we move from one side of the illusion to the other. <clears throat> but if you get into the area of consciousness that is... Uh, is more distant from the physical, this very slow vibration we call a human form, or a fiascondus form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness form is the dense one, form, thump, right here. Then the, the next four are all consciousness, feeling, perception, concept, thinking process, naming, classifying, qualifying, analyzing, What's that other word? Logicalizing. You've used that one, don't you? Yeah. Otherwise, you couldn't eat. What's the last one? Consciousness. Consciousness. The six sense fields and their objects, including the mind. Objects in the mind are thoughts. Receive them. Yes. Gabriel Bowen. Is Prajnaparamita emptiness? Yes. It's empty of other. Empty of self, empty of other. Prajnaparamita. It's the teaching that in the form of sutras, that is basically pointing that out over and over and over and over again. And some, sometimes that's why we chant this. That's why we recite it. We're reciting something that we understand it intellectually or logically or somewhat reasonable. But we don't actually, we, we just say it and we don't really see what it is pointing at. So do it anyway. Kelsey Bowen. Kelsey. <clears throat> um, uh, I think you told me that my fear arising was um, without self and without center and without fringe. Yes. Um, what is fear outside of those things? It's just fear. There's no one, but there's no one who's afraid. 
It's just fear. It's dependent on reason. Fear has a right to be there. Fear shows up as a right to be there. But if you add on the salt and pepper of me and my stuff and what I like, what I don't like, then you you get what you get strengthened by that is the identity, ego. But what happens is you cover up the truth of consciousness only, perception only. Just receiving. As long as there's a human form that is embodied, just receive, smell, taste, touch, and think. But don't add on to the thinking and don't add on to the, 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 the tasting or the seeing or the fear about who's afraid and how you could stop that or, or blame something, someone for causing that more. We'll stop there. You have it. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Way back there. Oh, divine. So when you say that there's no location, are you saying that because you perceive not separate, that that is why there's no location? Otherwise, your consciousness that through your eyes is perceiving from a location. Yes. So I'm seeing, I'm sitting here and I'm seeing you. So I see that. It's not like all this uh, goes away. It's just unreal. But if, if I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing you without the misunderstanding of that there's another location, in other words, there's an otherness that is actually valid or real. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm not seeing that, then I'm just I'm not seeing something else. A way of saying it is you could say, I could say, anybody could say that sees this, you're just seeing yourself, which is not a separate being. The, the Vedic uh, uh, teachings in ancient times tried to talk about that in different ways. Buddhism talks about it by saying uh, there's no there's no solid being anywhere. It's an illusion. And since there's a body here with a five skandhas form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness, that all gets together and hangs on to each skanda, hangs on to the other parts to create the illusion of somebody going somewhere. Pretty hard to listen to that or pick this up and think this is unreal my hands are unreal this is unreal because it looks so convincing and you can pinch yourself don't think isn't that something you hear in movies you pinch yourself to see if you're dreaming it doesn't doesn't help if the pinching is also a dream and it probably is one so I wanted to ask basically the same question again. You're saying that cool. consciousness is perceiving from a location, but it's not perceiving a location uh, because it's seeing that separate. Yes, you're, it's happening at the same time. That's why it's called non-dual. It's called not two. We separate everything. I'm here. You guys are there. And and you guys are there, and I'm here, and that looks so convincing. And we can actually, you know, you could get at, get up and walk out the door and just re I walked right out of that place. Never going back there again. Or I can't wait to get back there tomorrow. It's, all of it is an illusion. You can't find the right side of anything. It's like looking at a, a sphere. Which side is the right side? It's like the dark side of the moon. Yes. Kelsey Bowing. <clears throat> is fear without a center or self just consciousness? Yes. The, the fear would still be there and you could still feel the fear, 
but your understanding of what this is would be so clear that you would know that there's no being who's afraid. And that way you would be including all the people in the world who are completely full of fear and think they are somebody. This is called compassion. You actually, mm -hmm. uh, Kelsey Bowling is trying to understand what it is, a cover-up? Yes. Good one. But you might have to do that. It's also called the path. You might have to cover up and cover up and cover up until you can finally see that the very ground you're walking on to do this, you're covering up the ground. You might have to see that consciousness. And then you, then you when you realize it, then there's uh, no more footsteps. Footsteps, they start, start becoming uh, something I've talked about before, footsteps in the snow. As long as there's snow, there's going to be footsteps. But if there's no snow, then no footsteps. Does that make sense? Not really. But it's meant to address that part of your consciousness where you already see what this is. You already know that you are not separate from the Buddha, from the awakened one, who is not a, a particular being. It's consciousness only. Yes. Kelsey Bowen. Does that mean that the fear is present as consciousness always, whether I'm noticing or not? Everything is present all the time. There, there, there are no occurrences because everything is simultaneous. As Coben said when he translated the Heart Sutra, uh, everything all at once. The once part is just a way of talking about that there's no location in time, there's no past or future. Kelsey, mm -hmm. so fear is not occurring, it just is. It's an illusion. Thank you. But, but illusions are there. If it wasn't there, then you wouldn't be able to call it an illusion. Would you? Yes. How do we leave the illusion of location for someone who's located? Again? How do we leave the illusion of location for someone who's located? Just just receive. Just receive. No, no more war with anything or anyone. That doesn't mean you hang around and let them clobber you with their dumb ideas about their judgments of you. But you might receive a little bit of that. Um, there seems to be kind of a, a formula. Sometimes you'll say, like, there's fear, but no one who's afraid. Um, and I'm curious about how we create someone out of that location. How do, how do we create somebody out of location? Well, we use that to validate I'm here and I'm thinking, I'm smelling, tasting, touching. We don't go through the whole scenario listing the senses, but we're here. We, the, the five skandhas just join, join hands. The sense of feeling, the sense of thinking, all the consciousnesses all get together and with the body and provide you uh, with the the beingness that we assume is a real being living in real what space and time but if you if you one who to one who is realized who has seen that their true nature the five skandhas if they're still a human form the form is still here then those uh, other four will still be operating it's just that they won't join together to provide the illusion of a separate being so there'll still be feeling it just won't be happening to a particular person but it's still feeling, and it could be more intense. And this depends on the causes and 
causes and conditions called dependent origination, pratitya samudpada, that come together, pull apart, come together, pull apart, and provide the whole diorama of illusion that's so convincing. And if you fight with it, if you agree with it, if you ignore it, it will get you by the throat because then you're providing a throat. You're providing the reality for the what the first noble truth is pointing at. Life is suffering. Being a living being, and it has been said in some traditions, you volunteered to come here and do this. Not in the Buddhist tradition so much, but in the more uh, esoteric traditions of uh, Western culture. Unabhan is just receiving uh, path, when you tell us to just receive. Yes. And no location, is that ultimate? Where nothing happens, is that ultimate? Those are all ultimate pointers to that if someone in the, in the dilute, who is deluded in the illusion uh, hears, then they can begin to consider that, that at the same time that they feel this solidity, they smell this fragrance, and they hear this uh, clatter down the hallway, and they see this uh, uh, horrible, uh, whatever it may be, uh, car accident, something like that, or someone has died. This is very, very convincing as to something actually occurred. And did it occur? Yes, in the illusion. But ultimately, nothing happens. And don't believe me. I say this over and over again. I'm not saying it's not about belief. Don't believe anything. Don't believe me. Don't believe anyone. Don't believe your own thoughts. Do not believe anything. If you believe something, you're saying it's true without any real deep understanding, sometimes called evidence. I don't even use that word because evidence is partial. Ask any attorney. Would you say as an attorney, and Sano's not here, but I'd ask him too, would you say as an attorney that if, if someone is very, very intelligent, they can move things around in some, such a way to look as if something there's evidence for something when there isn't anything? Would you say that? We're doing that all the time. This is people who are in that area, that business of using law or those structures that are supposedly agreed upon those are just like what they're doing with the Constitution right now. I don't want to get into that area so much, but it's an interpretation. Anytime you say anything, one sentence, three people can interpret it three different ways. It actually sometimes will cave into intelligence where people will agree on that, yes, this means the same thing to me as that does to you, but not always. If somebody wants power, they'll do anything to get it. On the buying is illusion. Is the illusion not completely that we see separation? Say that again. Is illusion more than just not separate? That we think, think we are solid beings. All right, let me try one more time. No, this is giving me a migraine. <laughs> No, I, don't, I don't get migraines. You? Not anymore. Yes. When you say things are, uh, this is an illusion. Is the illusion that we are not separate? Is the illusion that we are separate? I'm sorry. Yes. 
had me there for a minute. I thought, oh no, have I said that? <laughs> I have to defend something you think I said, but I can't remember if I said it or not. You could actually do that. You could come here and say, uh, you could say, well, Sokazan, you remember that one time you said everything exists? I would have to go, yeah. <laughs> what way did I say that? Because you can, you can say things different ways, and if you understand what this is, and not because I'm this wonderful, smart person, I'm not very smart, but I'm looking at it. And if you see this, you, you can't help but say the truth all the time. You can't help it. You, can't, you cannot say something that's not true. I'm not saying you can't not say something uh, that, that's being asked of you, but you can't help it because you're, you are that. Go ahead. Do you remember your question? What was it? What I'm um, trying to understand is that, is the solidity itself an illusion? Yes. Unreal. Solid, but unreal. Is it, is the solidity an illusion because we see it as separate? Because we what? See it as separate. That, that is part of it, yes. But this, this, if you go to this, and then we all leave the room, uh, then this is a memory of this. And at the time, right now, the illusion of time, there's only now. And even that is suspect. And we start out by saying, well, it really is in the past, because what we're remembering is, is what we thought about what happened, not what actually happened. You can't remember what happened, because you need the thought process to actually contain it in concepts, ideas, structures. Mm. Kelsey. Kelsey Bowing, is fear without a center um, the same as no location? Yes, if you if you're actually perceiving that, then you will see that the fear it can it can come it can do whatever it wants because it's dependently risen. So you, go ahead. Kelsey Bowing, is fear without a center the same as joy without a center? Yeah, there's no separation between those, but it has to be seen. It's not something that you can look at conceptually each way, the polarity, and smush them together and say, we're all one. This is when people say, we're all one. This is ego language uh, trying to stop you from looking at the ultimate reality is there nothing is separate from anything else by saying, oh, just we're all one. Aren't we all one? No, we're not. Go ahead. Do we experience them as separate because we're attached to the concept of them? Again, please. Um, do we experience fear as fear and joy as joy because of our concepts about them? And because we're attached to them, yes. It's just saying that the emotion of joy and the emotion of fear aren't different from each other. There is the difference, but they're also the same. Same nerve ending. Same nerve ending. Just one is rough and one is smooth. Go ahead. Kelsey, is the difference relative truth? Yes, it is. Relative. It's called uh, Kunzup and Dundum in Tibetan. Relative truth, ultimate truth. Sambridi Satya, Paramartha Satya. Just if you want the fancy words, which I don't use very often because I can't remember which is which. But I think Paramartha Satya is ultimate truth, isn't it? You know? I like that. I have a question. Go ahead, sir. Like Bali. Um, 
what we consider the now, is that also memory? Yes. Yes. There's no now. What about you? Is what you consider now? What did you answer? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> help her. <laughs> no, I'm going to help her. She needs it. Go <laughs> ahead. Help her. I asked if the now is also memory. If the now is also memory. Okay, so what you perceive as now, is that also memory? No, no. <laughs> is it both? There's only two boths in, in that, and it's the then that's in the future and the then that's in the past. Those are the same. And, and what's between them is not peanut butter. Oh, divine. So. With Michael's question, do you see reality? Oh no, no. Help me there. What what do you what do you want to know? <laughs> Check with Michael. I'll tell you what you want. Oh, do you know what she wants to know? I was just Thinking about the word memory, I just forgot what that is. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> Are you trying to be a sit-down comedian too? <laughs> is this consciousness's cosmic joke that Jogan Kumpa talks about? It is. It's if you see what it is, you can see that it's a it's a joke in the sense that people take it so seriously. If you notice humor, the way it works is you're brought in by the comedian into being very serious about something and then they change it and then suddenly the whole serious thing falls apart and it's funny. It's just the way jokes work, isn't it? Ask Rumi. Ask Rumi. <laughs> Rumi's busy inventing humor all by himself. Further did I get where you were? Okay. Do you see something different than uh, memory? Can you see beyond memory? I'm not sure what you're like. Can I remember what I forgot? Anything? Michael's going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Do you see without label? Yes, I do. And so do you. We, we all, everyone does, but they immediately name it. So, because if you, any, any uh, so-called duration happens where you don't know what something is or what is occurring, this is when the ego mind starts to get terrified or paranoid and needs to come in either with an idea, a concept, an opinion, a belief system, a political orientation, anything, please, anything but not knowing, not knowing what something is. But it's, uh, if, you, if you transcend, if you see that the solid self is unreal, then no one can criticize. I mean, they can criticize you, but they can't find you. They can't find the person who feels criticized and they can compliment you, but they, you, the person won't be, since there's no center anymore, there's no one who succeeds at anything. There's no one who fails. You've actually begun to transcend the world of what? The delusion, samsara. While you're still here, you're still eating breakfast, you're still going for walks, you're still complaining about the neighbor's lawnmower at three in the morning. People mow their lawns at three in the morning. It's a rhetorical question, which is you have to answer that. 
I'm sure somebody does. Yeah. Good. Thanks. Now let's move on. Uh-oh. Andy? Andy Rowing. So is um, no location the same as not separate? Yes. Is there a way to actually look at no location rather than just consider it? Well, we start by considering it, uh, contemplate it a little bit, see see the way in which you take a, a location for granted, and see that and look closely at that. I sometimes say, just look at the back of your hand. This is something you just we totally we don't we do not look at that. We just assume if you reach for something, you don't, you aren't startled by the back of your hand moving towards something. But you might be if you begin to see what this is. Everything. Uh, is uh, surprising. So did I get close to what you're looking for? Andy, uh, yeah, I, um, I guess I'm just wondering if there's a non, or if there is a pathway to see no location or if it just shows There up. is, no, it, it will be unlikely that it will show up, it could. Unlikely that it will sh it will show up without some kind of pointing out instruction coming from a teacher, combined with you sitting down, holding still, and watching the the way that you or me or any of us sit down and just assume that we're sitting in front of a wall, make an assumption that this is the present moment right here. I'm in front of the wall, and my thoughts are coming. I'm daydreaming about. Uh, vacation I'm going on. All right, all right. Starting to remember something. It was where I wasn't treated very well yesterday at the bank. Start to go over those things. At the same time, we're here and we're we're noticing that the location is uh, being recreated to memory, and that the the perception of other is being reestablished over and over through the process, through accepting the th thoughts, pushing away the thoughts, ignoring your thoughts. Anything you do with them, other than to receive them, you have to receive them in there purity just just receive and and if you do that then everything begins and this is not doesn't happen with everyone but it it more than likely some version of this will begin to appear as you start everything be, turns into a mirror you, you just the, it's like consciousness starts to look at itself but it doesn't see anything until it actually has that Kind of understanding or a direct perception, it will it will see images that look like mirror like. They look it looks like you're looking at yourself. So sit down, hold still, watch what moves, stay in touch with the teacher. Andy Bag, so when I have an experience like my hand looks unfamiliar or something like yes. that. Um, that's pointing at no location or that's a mirror-like situation? I'm having a hard time. A little bit. No, I would say, but you, everyone will, uh, will experience this kind of thing, either not at all or differently. Won't be exactly like that. Some, there might be some kind of grasping at that of trying to recreate that, recreate the so-called evidence that you had an insight. The insight is, is insight is there and then it's gone but they're trying to reestablish that or get that feeling back or get that insight back this very nature of samsara it's called spiritual materialism trying to re re 
recreate wisdom. Wisdom is nothing. The one who is wise is no one. They have no identity other than the identity they may get from a parent's students. But they don't concoct anything. They're all done building anything. And that doesn't mean that that consciousness that is still in, in that form isn't on receive. It's receiving everything from everywhere, even even situations that are are long ways away, location-wise. Yes, sir. Is location pointing to um, otherness? The illusion of other. The illusion that something is over there, or somebody's up down the hallway, or I'm moving to Vermont. Is that what you were addressing in your question? It's unreal. Ondo. Ondo Bang, are the insights that Andy was pointing at, are they helpful in any way? Yes. How so? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how so? Uh, if you hadn't asked that, I would have begun to tell you, but now it stopped me right there. What do you want to know? How are insights helpful? Didn't you just say that? No. Michael's helping you again. <laughs> so I think it breaks through the, the kind of a the solid wall of the mind and puts kind of glitches in that logical structure that tells us we are somebody going somewhere and we're not doing so well, or we would do better if this would change or if that person would help me or stop getting in my way, all of the stories that gets in the way of the continuity of the stories that that help the ego feel like somebody going somewhere, accomplishing or not accomplishing our whole story. It, it shows up as something as fishy there uh, that is used in, when one is dreaming to try to evoke or create some kind of a conscious dream or a lucid dream is to notice the things that in the dream that are not working so well. Notice that, that something happens in the dream and Notice that that's uh, some irregularity that helps us to see, oh, I'm, I'm dreaming. Sometimes uh, you, you might even ask yourself, am I dreaming? Am I dreaming? That's done in the practice we did last uh, at the monk retreat last 4th of July. So to come back a little bit more, I would say that those are, are kind of uh, begin to let us know that this is not what we think it is, that there's some deeper understanding that is possible here. So in that way, like looking at the back of your hand and not recognizing that or being startled by something that's totally ordinary and just seeing how how we we have conclusions about it. We believe that we are a living being, separate being going somewhere. One who realizes this may have the feeling of being a separate being, but it's situational. So in other words, if someone is treating you that way, then you respond that way. But if someone doesn't see you, then uh, in a certain way, that however, they, however, however they act towards you or treat you, that's, uh, that's what you respond to. You don't come back and try to push your particular identity onto them. So you say that um, seeking insights in some way is samsara, but they're also helpful. Is, it, is there another choice there where it might make sense for us to seek openness uh, like I don't think so I think if you're doing sitting meditation those will come up in line with your particular karma 
Every person in here has a, just a bundle. If you could see the causes and conditions that are that brought you into this life, it's just, it would be so diverse and so all over the place. It would be like looking at a grape. Well, there's the grape. Where did that come from? And it would be an understatement to say, well, it's from this whole grapevine, from the roots that are in the ground, which we can't see. All we see is the grape. But if you take it even further than that, it's not only that grape, that grapevine, but it's also, which would be the continuity of your families and your heredity and all of that. But going back to beginning this time when living beings started to arise out of, out of uh, minerals, just the, the combination of chemicals, water, fire, earth, wind, coming together, form life. Yes. Do you mind? Is the self perceived as other? Like the, the, the ego self? Yes. You quite often say, well, I'm the kind of person that doesn't like chocolate. But, you know, I'll eat a chocolate bar if someone gives it to me because I don't want it to be unfriendly. And then I force myself to eat chocolate so that people will like me. Follow that story? Yeah, that's treating yourself as somebody else. I'm the kind of person we objectify, <clears throat> describe how we are, who we are. Um, well, I've always thought that. Well, that's how I was taught. Just amazing uh, unpublished material <coughs> short stories all over in our mind. They're accessible all the time. We're always talking to ourselves about who we are, where we're going, how we're feeling, why we're feeling that way. Haven't you noticed? You can notice that, especially if you sit down, hold still, and face the wall. But if you're sitting and you're moving in the slightest bit, watch me sit sometimes. You watch me move all over the place. I fall asleep. I do everything that you think you shouldn't be doing. Did I hit the mark there? Go ahead. If in that scenario where we're seeing self as an other, is there still an implied self that's seeing that? Doesn't it look like, like that to you? How would you describe that? An implied self? Just assumed. Just like you're talking about with location, there's still just this assumption that there's a directionality to the perception. Consciousness is astonishingly has an astonishing ability, if you can talk about it that way, to find any form it needs. As it says in the first tenet of the order of immediate light, consciousness always finds its own form. It's a simple statement, probably been said before in other teachings, not anything new that I invented, just a way of talking about it. That whatever is happening, consciousness will find whatever it needs. Unless it doesn't need anything, then it won't do anything. Nokabowing Martin in Latvia on YouTube has a question. That's a long ways away. It is said in sutras that choice is illusion, and it doesn't seem that there is free will. Could you help me understand what does choice look like in Buddhism? My understanding of it, and there are different ways of talking about it, is there is no such thing as choice. But also, <laughs> it is not fated, because if you take either position, choice or fate or any of that, you're establishing the, the imputed reality of a separate aspect of consciousness that makes choices or that uh, has free will. So it's, uh, it, it, we're using language uh, instead of realizing the limitation of the language. 
which is what poets do. They realize how limited language is, so therefore they're able to express things through language that can't be expressed through language. But if they're if they're able to do that, then they're they quite often become well known. So coming back to your question, take no position. Take no position. That that's that way you, Martine, it's Martine. That way you will see this yourself. And the only position I would recommend that you take is sit down, look at the wall, and don't add, subtract, or divide. Do no math at all. And the process of doing that is going to involve a lot of watching how you can, how you spontaneously have to add. You have to subtract. You have to, you, you are compelled through uh, your karma, personal karma, and through dependent origination to do all of that. But it is unreal. So in order to see that it's unreal, you're going to have to watch a lot of garbage coming and going and coming and going. And to see that you have no say-so about that uh, is, this is the path to realization. Yes. Kelsey, you said consciousness takes the form that it means. Yes. Um, what does, is, is consciousness taking all forms? Yes. What, Kelsey going? what does need mean? It just means the separation that we perceive. Uh, I have a headache, I take some aspirin. So it's, that's the part that, is so, that makes it an illusion because we, we go in and we, we push down some of the things that are pushing towards us and we, we gather in and, and seduce the things we really want. So when I say needs, I'm saying based on passion, aggression, and ignorance. Consciousness has no, doesn't care if it's crazy or not. It doesn't have that. Go ahead. Kelsey, so consciousness takes the form that our illusion needs? Yes. Or, or if you're on the path, then it starts to show up as you want the truth. And so consciousness is starting to do what? You're sitting down and doing something that the ego feels completely useless. We have people sitting in here for, what is this, the 18th day of Ango? People are coming here and sitting here. Why are they doing that? We can't find a reasonable explanation for that other than something. Each person may have a different idea about that. Why do I come here? I don't have a reason, and I don't need one. You follow me a little bit? Why are you, what are you doing here? Why come here and waste your time looking at the wall over there? Why would you do that? I feel like I have to. Okay. So do I. Consciousness always finds the form that it needs. And when when uh, when you or me or any of us are beginning to operate out of uh, out of uh, wisdom, there's no name for it. But out of just pure perception of what this is, you'll continue to come back here. And if but if there's some kind of structure happening there where you die like this, you don't like that, you need more of this and less of that, then you may still come here, but it'll be very difficult. More? Thank you. It's choiceless. Coming back to Martine's question. You don't, there's, it's choiceless, not because there isn't some kind of choice happening, or we couldn't even talk about it, wouldn't have a word, but it's choice, choiceless because there are no solid beings. There's no solid being here, this person sitting up here in the robes, functioning as a teacher. Unreal. Uh, is it on YouTube? Yes. Same person? No. Who is it? Uh, Christian. Where from? 
I'm not sure. How far away is that? <laughs> <laughs> no location. <laughs> you had your opportunity. <laughs> I was playing straight man there. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to come back to that one. I'm going to take uh, Sogrens because she has a nice shield. Sogren Valley, you've talked about falling asleep on the cushion yes. recently, and you said practice waking up over and over again. I did. What does that mean, wake up on the cushion? It just, it just means be, be who you are. Stop, stop trying to be somebody else. And actually be, when you get to, once you get to the cushion, sit down and intend to sit there and hold still and observe. Anything that co comes up is what you're supposed to observe. Not maintaining some kind of uh, temporary awakeness. It just took me 30 years to understand that. I spent 30 years trying to stay awake on the cushion. What a waste of time. I'm going to call it like, that's stupid. That felt so good. <laughs> because what the people teach? Ways of staying awake. You can breathe so that you imagine the air is filling up the room. That's one way. That comes out of the Tibetan tradition. Am I making fun of those? No. No, I would not be here if it weren't for the Tibetans, or if it weren't for my Tibetan master. It would not be happening. It's just that people have different ways of teaching it because there are different kinds of students, different connections with teachers, different levels, and not, not better and worse, but different levels of understanding. Very important to be, where, be who you are, be where you're at, and don't object, don't agree, and don't ignore. And so that might be falling asleep. If you watch me, you'll see me. It's not that I'm not trying not to fall over, but I'm not too concerned about those off and come back. And I watch other people do it too. Some people are very good at avoiding falling asleep. Does that mean they're awake? Not exactly. Have any takers here? Yes, sir. Michael Behind, what's the backdrop of the demand of like that example of you wanting to stay awake for years? Just wanting to be better, improve, be actually attain enlightenment. To see, see the, who I who I am, see my true nature, and feeling that I had to do it according to the particular instructions and so on, which I did. More about that? Maybe, maybe later. Okay. Question. Christine. Yokoban. Christian. Oh, Christian is from Canada. Oh. Huh? Came back and said that. Uh, Christian Bowing, how do you cope with the heartbreak that comes when you get glimpses into the fact there's nobody there? Stop looking back. Just intend. Stop looking for a credential, but there's nobody there. If you're functioning out of no self, no other, you won't have a credential. You won't know who you are. You will not have any proof. And you won't, you won't care what anybody thinks of you because there isn't anyone. Anyone who's thinking anything of you, judging you, evaluating you, is operating out of delusion. So don't look for credentials. Don't stop looking over your shoulder. Go right into the, right into the darkness, right into the forest, right into the, 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 right into hell if you have to. Do it anyway.
what is real is, is, is not in danger at all. Who you actually are, your Buddha nature is not threatened whatsoever, but your ego mind is really threatened. And if anything doesn't go right, if you don't get your way in this way or that way, or that's this way, you can have fits and, have, and be so enraged that you, that everybody around you is in danger. You all know what I'm talking about. Maybe you don't have that in your dynamic, but you know someone who does. The world is doing that. It's getting ready to murder itself. And it may succeed. The way it's looking, it does not look particularly promising for this huge ball of dirt in the middle of nowhere, going around a much larger ball of fire, also in the middle of nowhere. Want some reference points? Use those, rather than your form and what you're going to have for lunch. <coughs> Is there another question? You have another one now? Yes, Robert. Robert Bowie. What is the relationship between confusion and no location? Same thing. Same thing. Robert Bowie. Yes, sir. Does that look like when it shows up? What does it look like? Either one. It could look like no, no location. It can look like being confused or unsure of something and too cloudy, too misty, too... Too much discontinuity there, so confusion. And usually ego mind is happening, looking for things to get straightened out or get better, improve. Whereas uh, no location, if it's just seen as no location, then there's still something to be understood, but one is much more, more closer to ultimate understanding. Ultimate understanding is not an understanding. If it is, we're still in the relative area, looking for proof, looking for validation. You don't need validation, not because you don't need validation, but because what? You don't need validation. Why wouldn't you need valid? Because you don't. Let me say one more thing. Here it is. There isn't any. If there is someone and they're going to need proof or validation or something. This doesn't mean you don't need to eat. You're still consciousness is still showing up. Uh, or if the body-mind is still showing up in consciousness, which is what it is, then you're probably going to have to eat other parts of consciousness in order to live. More? Thank you. Welcome. Is this coffee delivery? Yes. This is coffee receiving. Thank you. So we could, I could take a couple more. Is, was Sparsha Mudra a teaching about location? Uh, it's a, it is a teaching, uh, not about location, but about uh, uh, ultimate truth that is showing up uh, in a relative way. So Sparsha Mudra, what he's talking about is when the Buddha touched the ground, when the daughters of Mara came and challenged him and said, <laughs> who do you think you are? How do you know that you're the Buddha or you're the awakened one? What did you awaken to? What's, do you have any proof of anything? So. So he touched the ground. He says, this, this earth is my witness. So when he touched the earth, the whole, the whole world is acknowledged. He was basically not just talking about the earth. He's talking about everything. This earth, this, this is my witness right here. Not separate. He was and is and still is. The earth and so are you. Realize it. Realize it. As you stumble around bumping into stuff, don't 
discount that and say that that shouldn't be happening. If you bump into something, something bumps into you, that's the path. Don't accept it, don't reject it, certainly don't ignore it. It's partial mudra. He drove his hands into the dirt. Probably broke his fingers. It was that important. More? Yes, sir. Mokabali Zeb has a question on YouTube. Is consciousness curious? So I'm, I'm reflecting on this a little bit because I'm trying to see what it is you're, you want to know. And the way it looks, I would say no. Because in order for consciousness, as consciousness only, the way it's talked about ultimately, there would have to be something else. So conscious is not looking for something else, so it's not curious. But that which arises in consciousness, like human form, because there's this illusion of otherness, I'm here, I have a nose, ears, tongue, body, mind, and I'm walking and I'm hungry, then there could be curiosity. Or the only thing I know that is unalive, that is not alive, that is curious, even though it's not living, uh, is a, a painting of a cat. I thought that was funny. Even a painting of a cat is curious. Not funny. <laughs> yes. Are you bowing? So the first tenet is consciousness always finds its own form? Yes. But you just said consciousness is not looking for anything else. It's not. So what is, what's that difference? Unless it is. Unless consciousness, unless uh, uh, consciousness is consciousness is consciousness. And then a human form, after millions of years, this shows up in consciousness. This is, this is in consciousness. And, and it has consciousness in the sense of seeing, smelling, tasting, touching, which are all kind of overlapping each other. They're not as separated as they look. Someone who can't see, which we, Jigim San was not here, but uh, still sees very well, through, sees extremely well through hearing. So is, when you're bowing, is there a difference then between uh, looking and finding? Consciousness always finds its own form, yes. or is it, is it as if? It always finds its own form. Whatever. And eventually it finds itself. But it might have to rummage around for a few centuries. <clears throat> More? Yes, sir. Is our true identity location? What do you mean by that? Is it not separate from location? What? What do you want to know? Paraphrase that question. If I were to just spontaneously answer it, I would say no. But I feel like there's something else you're looking at there that I would like, like to do this with you rather than just give you a, a response based on my, possibly my projection of what you want to know. That's why I often say, what do you want to know? So we can get a little closer to the actual question. 
What is it? What do you mean when you say everywhere you look, you see yourself going? That's still the path. It's it's the, everywhere you look, you begin to see that you're not separate from things. You're also not the same as things. You just see that you are this. You're not exactly this, but you are this. You don't see anything foreign anymore. This doesn't mean that if you see a, a Bengal tiger, you're going to go up and pull its whiskers. No, you, you still are completely equipped with an understanding of when the body-mind is in danger to get away. But you, but you see that as you're not, you're not separate from that. An area to look into uh, is take an area and say that you have some, you know, maybe is offensive to you. Work on that a little bit. A good one might be insects. You know, some of them are interesting or bizarre, but, but they're very strange living beings. Look, look in that area. You see a, a little bit where I'm going with that? Where you going? Where did I just go? Does that make sense? Finally, the truth. <laughs> yes. When you're vowing, uh, considering Sheldon's question, is location a characteristic of our true identity? Uh, location is the, is the way the, the delusion is showing up, is that there's a, another place or another time. It's in, <clears throat> it's in space. It's over here, and now it's over here. So that's the part of the illusion that we're observing, and that we believe that something has just moved from here to there. And the other one is in time, past and the future. Back there, this happened and that happened. And we have to make sure that never happens again, those kinds of commentaries, which are saying that one who, one who is trapped in the illusion of time. Question? No? Yes. You don't. You said in the past that, con that consciousness doesn't need anything. So, given the questions that came up around consciousness finds a form it needs, what is that? Is there an intermediary what? there? I'm just I'm just addressing it in terms of dependent origination that. There's this moves to that and goes here. And so consciousness is always finding in the relative sense what it needs. And it has a, the appearance of being a singular situation. I need to have lunch. So it's finding what it needs. But if you look at it from the ultimate point of view, it needs itself. Eventually consciousness through the spiritual path, we are slowly, if you want to say it this way, I like, I like images and the fancier the better. Uh, it's like we're slowly lifting off from attachment to materialism, attachment to the earth, attachment to the cycles. It's kind of a clock. If we need to look at that clock, don't look at digital clocks. Turn into a healer monster. But if you look at this, you actually see it tells you over and over again. This comes back, it goes away, and then it comes back, and it goes away, and it comes back. Digital clocks don't do that unless you're Unless you maybe invented the digital clock. Who invented the digital clock? You should have his digits removed. So, um, 
So all, all it's, it's just a way of saying that that consciousness is is finding its own form as long as as it is it is um, involved with a, a reaching hand. So that's consciousness is doing that. But at some point, we begin to see through the spiritual practice what His Holiness the Sixteenth Karmapa, Rangjong Rik Pidorje said when he was passing away on his uh, through Parinirvana in 1981. Said nothing happens. The ultimate teaching, just two words, nothing happens. But it, it takes someone like that who has been looking at the nature of the mind for 16 incarnations as the Karmapa to be able to say something like that so that it carries the weight. So people really reflect on that. So if nothing happens, what is this? That it looks like it's happening. It looks like it's finding its own form. I'm saying it looks, looks like it's finding its own form. Eventually, when it finds its own form, it just turns inside out because there never was anything. There was never anything looking for anything else. It is an illusion that we are deluded by. And look, what, look what's happening in the world. We're all here. No one's fighting. No one's particularly arguing with me or each other, at least right now. But the world is tearing itself apart based on hope and fear, right and wrong. Who should be doing this and shouldn't be? Warfare, warfare. Very little of actually using uh, the consciousness in such a way to, to begin to move out of the morass that we call the hell realm or the six realms into a, 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 an, an understanding of the nature of consciousness. So when this body-mind goes, uh, there's just consciousness only. And it is not continually looking for another body form to squeeze out happiness in another world Possibly not even this one, but another uh, world in what we might even call an alien form. Since it does, has not started, it cannot end. So, I think we can close with that, on that. Don't you, darling? Yes? There's a question from Deb in the chat. She okay, said, Deb. <clears throat> Deb bowing, when I perceive through my nerve endings... And the feeling is so strong and overwhelming, and I practice not believing, not real. Is that the path? Deb bowing. Sounds like it. Just don't look in the rearview mirror and just look straight ahead, right up the mountain, right into the wall. Don't give up. Don't stop. Spend the rest of your life looking at the truth in the form of Whatever may show up, anything that shows up in the mind stream is what you need to look at. You can do that. Keep going. You've been coming here for years, haven't you? Isn't that the first question I've ever got from you? Huh? I think it's maybe the third <laughs> in three in three years. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, my, my memory is a little weak. That's okay. Thank you. Well, thank you for the question, Deb. That's a good one. That's a good one to end on. And I would say it to anybody, just keep going no matter what. Just that you're feeling it, just that you're seeing it, and it's uh, and it's heartbreaking. It's difficult, and it's a challenge. But I say, just do it anyway, please. That's all I'm here to do is to remind you to keep going. I'm not here to get you to believe in anything. Don't believe in anything. Don't disbelieve in anything. Don't ignore anything. Train your mind to see the truth. You can do this. You can do this. You're alive. Your, your precious human birth is here. You're a, you're a living being. You did not create this. There is no one. This was created, but not by uh, a self. So here we are. And 
well favored in that you have enough opening that you're in your mind you're even willing to listen to something like this that is not encouraging you encouraging you to believe a damn thing hope you all have a pleasant afternoon hi my name is shoka i'm a monk at sokokoji where i'm committed to training my mind under the guidance of my teacher sokozan we rely on your support for our programming including a scholarship fund to cover living and tuition costs for those who are practicing full-time at the monastery. Thank you for your generosity.